Hi, I'm Emily with the Limitless Female Podcast. You are listening to episode 74, If You Believed You Were Significant. Woman, welcome. If you're a mama who is feeling all the feels of motherhood, the ups and downs of hormones, and maybe even depression, then you are in the right place. Limitless Female is your confident inner voice, helping you master your mood and create the epic life that calls you. My goal is to show you just how enough you are so you can show up limitless in your own life. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to the Limitless Female Podcast. I am so thrilled to be here with you guys today, excited to start meeting with you guys every Friday. So don't you worry, every single Friday there will be a new podcast episode. I want to show up for you, I want you guys to get some free help ahead of time before you work with me. Or if you never get the chance to come work with me, you can listen to the podcast and see some real change in your life. Today, I am so thrilled that I get to share with you guys the talk I gave at the SALT gathering. It is an amazing conference that's put on by Elise Curtis in Salt Lake City. And it's with a couple hundred women who are there to strengthen their their faith and just their life. There were so many amazing topics um, that were touched on there. And I just left feeling so, so invigorated and happy. It was incredible. And while I couldn't record and give you guys what I did there without you guys having a salt ticket, I can do the talk again. So that's what I'm going to do today. I am going to give you guys my salt talk, and I love the topic that I got to speak on. It was, if you believed you were significant. What an amazing question, right? Or rather, I don't know, a statement. What is it? (laughs) What would be different for you if you believed that every little thing you did mattered? And not in a way that felt like fear, like you were going to make a wrong decision, but in a way that felt like importance, like it had some significant, beautiful impact on your life and others, what would be different? Okay. And I want to start there. So Sherry Dew has this amazing quote and she says, no woman is more vibrant in the hands of the Lord than a woman of God who is thrilled to be who she is. All right. First of all, she says, no woman is more vibrant in the hands of the Lord. What do you guys think of when you think of the word vibrant? Okay. I don't think of nude tones, although I love neutral tones. They're like all over my website, (laughs) but that's not what I think of when I think of vibrant. Okay. I don't think of a, a color that blends into the background. I don't think of monochromatic. I think of neon highlighters. I think of something loud, right? I think of something unique. Um, I think of something bright. That's what I think of when I think of vibrant. And she says, no woman is more vibrant in the hands of the Lord. So no woman is going to be more, more loud, more useful, more unique, more um, bright. Okay. No one's going to shine brighter as a tool in the Lord's hands, than a woman who is thrilled to be who she is. Are you guys thrilled to be who you are? I don't think enough of us are. 
Who do you know that's thrilled to be who they are? Like, I can only think of little kids. And I don't even think they're thrilled to be who they are. They're just thrilled to be. They don't think like, I love me. I love the way I say this. I love the way I play with Legos. They are just thrilled to exist, right? They don't even think about themselves. They're just, I I got this sensation. We had a meditation section when we were at SALT. And when I was sitting there, I was remembering why I loved yoga and meditation so much. Because when we're meditating, we aren't thinking like, I'm beautiful. I love my body. Um, everything's going to be okay. We're not. We're literally enjoying just being inside our own body. We're not looking at our body in a mirror. We are f- totally feeling what it feels like to be us, just to be here. And it feels so amazing when we don't have all the thoughts about ourselves. And we don't have to manage the thoughts about ourselves. And when our brain says, no, you're not amazing. We don't have to say, no, I am amazing. How about just what does it feel like to be here? What does it just feel like to be here? And I love that she says, we can be the most vibrant, the most bright and unique and useful when we are thrilled to be who we are. What if we could just be thrilled to be in our bodies and to be here? Instead of trying to pay attention to each little thing and be like, do I like my nose? Do I like this part of my body? Do I like the way I say that? How about we just be thrilled to be here and we let all the rest be insignificant? I love that. So today I want to talk with you guys a little bit about what it means to have worth because I, when I was writing this talk, I thought, what does it even mean to have worth? Like, I know our worth is unchanging, but what is that that's unchanging? Number two, I want to talk about how to deeply understand why you matter. Okay, not just to, um, I want to I teach you guys how to know you matter. Okay, and then the third thing is I want to introduce for you what might change if you believe this on a deep level. Um, Because how many of you think it's true that your worth is set, but then you don't think you necessarily have to believe it? It matters if you do. It matters that you feel it, right? Not just that you know, oh yeah, my worth is set, but that you feel it, that you have compared it to other thoughts and beliefs in your life. If you walk around thinking, I need to do more to be more, then you don't really know deeply in your bones that you are enough, that your worth is set. If you keep thinking, I need to do more, then you think you need to earn worth. You don't need to do more. You can do more. It's fun to do more, but you don't need to do more. If you think you need to lose weight, you don't truly understand that your worth is set. You think you need to earn your worth by being a little better, a little different, a little quieter, a little more outspoken, a little more extrovert, right? A little sweeter, a little gentler, then you would be just a a little bit better, a little better disciple of Christ. If you could just be a little different, that is how we start to diminish our belief about our worth. Even though on a 
conscious level, we say, yeah, I know my worth is set. On a subconscious level, we don't believe it because we are continually trying to be more worthy of love and significance. So first of all, what is the worth of a soul? Okay, I love the definition by our late prophet Thomas S. Monson. He says, the worth of a soul is your capacity to become like God. So your ability to be like God never changes. It's not based in what you do or if you can prove your skill. It is in your blood. It is who you are. It is your deity. It's your lineage as a daughter of God and your ability to become like God that will never be taken away. Your worth does not come from what you create in the future. It is that you will always be able to create as God has. Do you guys love that? That is me quoting me. (laughs) Your worth does not come from what you are going to create or what you have created. It comes from the fact that you will always have the ability to create as God has. So how can we better believe in our power to be like God? Instead of just knowing it, how can we feel it? How can we express that better in the way that we show up as moms? How can we not constantly try to fill our days and be busier in order to be better? So the first thing that you guys, we can do is we can get curious about how you think of others. So we're not going to start judging ourselves in the way we look and think about others. I want us just to get curious and start to be the curious watcher of our thoughts. Okay. How do you think about others? The second thing that we're going to do is we're going to ask the Lord to show it to you. I know that sounds really simple, but I want you guys to ask the Lord to show you your significance, show you your unchanging worth. He will. It is the simplest things that I believe are the hardest to have faith in. Sometimes it's really easy for us to believe that our Savior died for us, but it's really hard for us to believe that we can be forgiven for yelling. Yeah? But you know, we can ask the Lord just to simply show it to us. And it's those little things, believing in those little things that make the biggest difference always by small and simple things are great things come to pass always. And number three, we're going to learn to access our spirit more often in order to not only think we're worthy, but to feel it, right? So there is this thing called the sliding scale of worth, okay? And it's the idea that we put people above and below us all the time, okay? We'll say like, oh, that person is so much better than me. They're always on time, okay? We think people are more worthy than us because they're prettier. Um, we think our husband is better at taking care of the kids when we're out of town. I always say, man, my husband could be totally, uh, what do I say? He's such a, he would be such a good stay-at-home mom. And he's like, I would be a stay-at-home dad, honey. <laughs> but I am putting him above me, right? It's not quite a compliment. We know the feeling, how it's different when we're saying, they're better than me, or if I was more like them, I would be happier or better or more respected or people would be kinder to me. That is when we put people above us, 
Okay. We also put people below us. Do you ever think that, um, you believe people will be so much more lovable if they would just respond to your calls? If they could just call me back. I mean, I call people back. They would be so much better. Or if they could just communicate better, it'd be so much easier to be in a relationship with them, to have a friendship with them, right? If they could just respond, it would be so much easier for me to have them as an in-law. If they just read social cues better, if they were just more considerate, right? We're like basically saying that we're better than them at these things. Both of these things, putting people above and below you, they just continue this idea that worth changes, okay? So it's the way we think about others that shifts our idea of our own self-worth. So if we can start to get curious about what I think of others, do I constantly think people are better or worse than me or different? Different is what we're going for, right? Oh, they respond differently than me. That's so interesting. Well, I really like how I respond and that's totally fine. They don't respond. They probably have a good reason or maybe it's, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not good to read social cues. Maybe it's better that people just be themselves and not read social cues, right? Like what if we could just believe people are different than us and it's all amazing. It's all good. Then it would be so much easier for us not to believe we have to earn our worth. But every time you put someone above or below you, it's kind of reinforces the idea that we can earn our worth, that we can move up this sliding scale of worth by being better, right? If someone's above and below you, that means you guys are all on this line. You're in line in order of who's, who's good enough, but there's no order. We're all next to each other. We're all just different colors of nail polish, all just as good, just different. Remember, vibrant in the hands of the Lord. So that is how thinking of others will help us shift the way we feel about our own capacity to be like God, our own self-worth. You guys, like I said, we need to ask the Lord to show us our capacity to be like God. Because it's something so impossible to comprehend, right? How you could possibly have the power of God, how you could be like him someday. There is no, nothing in this earth that will show you and teach you, you can be like God. Okay. You have to ask heavenly father to show that to you. Sharon Eubanks says, there's nobody exactly like you. And if you're bold enough to inquire I believe you will be swamped with impressions about your purpose more than you ever thought possible. Wouldn't you love to be swamped with impressions about what your purpose is, right? What your significance is, why you're here, how you should spend your time, why you matter, right? Your purpose. Man, I think of being swamped with impressions as the opposite as of how I think most of us feel most of the time. Like always wondering and questioning, is this what I'm supposed to be doing with my time? Am I, am I doing it right? Am I enough? Am I parenting right, right? And I, am I using my time wisely? It's, it's this pressure, right? In this life, am I learning what I'm supposed to be learning? Am I impacting those? 
that's what I think comes up for us when we think about significance and purpose, right? Am I doing it right? Am I on the right path? But here Sharon says, if we'll just, if we'll be bold enough just to ask, we will be swamped with impressions about our purpose. Wow, what would that feel like to just have so many impressions about this is really good and this is really good that you're doing and this is something you could try that could be really amazing and this is how you could really affect people. That would be so amazing. But I love that she uses the word purpose when we're talking about our worth or our significance, purpose. Purpose brings up is like a highly emotionally charged word for a lot of us. When we think of purpose, I think a lot of us feel guilty or confused or scared. Like, I think I know my purpose, but I'm afraid to do it. Or confused, I don't know what my purpose is. I had a baby and now I don't know what to do with myself with this little baby home all day. I still feel like there's something I need to do to fulfill my purpose, right? Not all of us, but some of us do. Some of us have kids that move out of the house and we're empty nesters. And then we think, what's my purpose now? Right? What, what is my significance here now? If, if my purpose was to be a mom, now what? Okay. I want you guys to know that I fully believe that your purpose is to come to earth, have a body, and discover how you are like God. Everything you do just shows you a little bit more of that godliness, a little bit more of the power that you have, a little bit more of the sweetness and kindness and patience and humility. Our life teaches us those things, and we tend to get a glimpse of who we always were. I think that's our purpose. Come here and become like God. Rather, learn how we already are like God. Right? In the face of opposition, that is how we get to learn it. Right? We get to see those, those qualities about ourselves. But you guys, sometimes your purpose will look different. doesn't mean you're not on the right track. Sometimes your purpose will, you're here on earth fulfilling your purpose. Sometimes while you're fulfilling your purpose, you'll also be changing diapers. And sometimes fulfilling your purpose looks like yelling at your kids. Honestly. Okay? Because that is how you will get to a place where you discover who you are, how forgiving you can be of yourself, how loving you can be, how compassionate you can be. Right? We discover those things through trials, through mistakes, you guys. Sometimes your purpose will be doing a podcast. Sometimes it'll be making t-shirts, having an Etsy shop, being in an MLM. Sometimes your purpose will be driving your kids everywhere on the planet. It looks different. It is not something you guys need to be scared or confused about. What if I'm not fulfilling my purpose? You guys, I believe that you are already fulfilling your purpose by being here on earth. That was the plan to be here on earth. All the rest is gravy. All the rest is whipped cream and the cherry on top. Okay. It's the fun part. It's okay. You're fulfilling your purpose. You're here on earth. You're of course going to get all the classes you need and learn to become who learn who you already always were, which is like God, right? And you'll discover that and you'll become more like him as you believe you're like God. 
now, what do you want to do? Right? What sounds fun? If your worth is unchanging, as you fulfill your purpose here on earth, what do you want to do? What do you want to do to create your life experience? You can absolutely want to lose weight because you just want to, but not because you believe you need to, to be more worthy. You can absolutely start a business, but not because you need to, not because you need to prove that you can earn a living or you need to prove that you're a good caretaker of your family, but just because you can. And if that sounds good to you, go for it, right? Sometimes you might want to earn a million dollars. Go for it, right? Your worth is set. It will not make you less worthy to have a lot of money and it will not make you more worthy, right? But you can do it if you want, but just remember you don't need to do any of it. Your worth is set and so your purpose, right? Fulfilling your purpose is being here on earth. All the other stuff is gravy, I promise you, if someone is supposed to be put in your path, right? If you're like, I need to make this decision or this decision so that I can be in front of the right person in my path, so I can be a a vibrant tool in the hand of the Lord, I promise you, Heavenly Father will put that person in your path. So just make choices that sound neat and remember that your plan, your purpose is to be here on earth and have a body. All the rest is gravy because you will definitely get the classes you need while you are here on this earth. We do not need to inquire what we need to do to fulfill our purpose. We don't need to ask Heavenly Father, what do I need to do to fulfill my purpose? We only need help remembering who we already are, right? Our purpose is being fulfilled while we're here on earth and our job is to discover our worth. So we only need help remembering who we already are, not figuring out what do I need to do to fulfill a purpose. Remember, doing is not equal being more, okay? Remembering who you already are is what will make you feel more like God. So you guys, here is how we are going to ingrain this feeling of worth deeply in our souls, okay? So in our subconscious, not just in our higher conscious brain, but in our subconscious brain so that, you know, when you guys drive to the grocery store and you don't have to think about it, like you get there and you're like, I didn't pay attention at all. (laughs) That's because that route is stored in your lower brain, okay? It is stored in your lower brain. So it makes it really easy for you to get there. Well, I want this idea of worth to be stored in your lower brain, okay? To be just there, okay? So the first thing we're going to do is observe, okay? We're going to start to notice what we think about ourselves on a daily basis because we can't start having better thoughts about ourselves and changing our thoughts about worth until we discover what do we think we need to do to be worthy, right? We can't just move on to, I'm worthy, I'm significant. Let's first figure out why we don't feel it deeply in our bones, okay? Some of the things I discovered is that I feel like I'm worth more when I'm happier. That was one of the thoughts I used to have right? Like I'm only really fulfilling my purpose and, and doing what Heavenly Father wants me to do when I'm happy, 
right? Because like, I'm not, you know, men are made to have joy. Well, I think joy comes from pain and sorrow, right? So if, if we are made that we might have joy, I think we were also made that we might have sorrow and pain, right? So we have to start observing these beliefs, these thoughts we have that aren't in alignment with the idea that your worth is your capacity to be like God. That's not something you earn or that changes. You're, no matter what you do, the capability to be like God in the next moment of your life is always there. It never diminishes or goes away. So let's start to observe what we think about ourselves. The second thing we're going to do is we're going to start to question those thoughts. We're going to say, is that in alignment with other truths I also believe? Okay, and I'm going to touch more on that in a second. The third thing is we're going to decide on purpose what we need to think about us. And then we're going to try it on. We're going to decide on purpose what we want to believe about our worth and our purpose. And then we're going to try it on. Okay, so you guys first observe, okay? This is an Emily quote. When you choose thoughts about you that are congruent with your testimony of God's love, you will not just believe in your worth, but you will actually feel worthy. Okay, when we choose thoughts about us that match up with our testimony of Heavenly Father's love for us, that's when we truly feel worthy. Okay, not just believe in worth, but we feel worthy. Feeling worthy equals being a vibrant woman in the hands of the Lord, right? Isn't that what Sherry Dew said at the beginning? If we can feel worthy, we can be a vibrant woman in the a vibrant woman in the hands of the Lord. Okay? So why then do we need to feel worthy in order to be a strong tool in the hands of the Lord? Well, you guys, when we feel worthy, it means we don't need validation. Okay? I in the other another podcast called Confident Like the Savior, I talk about this. But the Savior didn't need validation, right? I'm sure he would have liked it. I'm sure it would have felt nice when his apostles told him they loved him. I'm sure it felt amazing, but he didn't need it. Meaning he didn't need someone to tell him he was a son of God for him to continue believing it. There were many, there are still many who don't believe he's a son of God. Did that change his belief in his purpose? No. Okay. When we feel worthy, it allows others to be wrong about us. That's why he was able to love everybody. He didn't say, I really need you to know I'm the son of God or else I'm going to feel hurt and I can't love you. No. He said, it's okay. You can be wrong about me. I love you anyways. That's what feeling worthy does. It does that in our marriages. It's like, it's okay. I know you don't really think I can succeed in this business. That's okay. I love you anyways. I got me. I already feel worthy. So it doesn't matter if I fail or succeed. It's okay. When we feel worthy, we are willing to try more because we don't make failure mean something about our capability, right? We're willing to try and get out there. We don't care if we fail because we're, we're like God, and our capacity 
to have godly power never changes. So bring on the failure. And you guys, failure lives in the same neighborhood as success. They hang out together. So if you don't fail, you will never feel success, right? If I'm afraid that I'm going to raise terrible kids, then I'm probably not going to have kids, right? Or I'm probably not going to show up for my kids, which means I'm failing (laughs) ahead of time, right? If I'm willing to fail, I'm like, hey, I might raise terrible kids, but that's okay because I'm already a worthy daughter of God. I'm going to have kids, and which means I'm going to have success because I'm going to raise kids, right? Failure and success live in the same neighborhood. So being worthy, feeling worthy means that you will try. You will fail. You guys, feeling worthy also means we'll be more decisive, okay? Instead of being like ready, aim, 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 <laughs> you don't learn anything, right? When you never fire, you never take that that picture, right? We don't learn anything. When I was a photographer, the best lesson I ever learned was to take a minute, not feel stressed, not feel pushed by the client, but to look down at my photos on my camera and to take a look at what I was getting. Are they too bright? Are they in focus, right? Do I like the background? Is there any like color cast on their face? So I was able to take a picture, right? Ready, aim, shoot, look down at my camera and then go, ooh, I don't like that. And then I would adjust things on my camera and take a new, better picture, right? We are more decisive because we're not afraid of failure. And then we learn more. We get, we learn more about who we already are as daughters of God. As children of God, because we make decisions, we see what we don't like, we improve, and then we're like, oh, wow, look how good I am now. Maybe I am a daughter of God. Like we discover more and more how wonderful we are, right? So if you feel worthy, if you don't need others to make you feel worthy, you learn quicker. You guys, you contribute more. In motherhood, in our communities, in our schools, we solve problems. Okay, when we see a problem, we're willing to try and solve it. We create things that are new and useful. Okay, when we feel worthy and significant, we put ourselves out there. Okay, we entertain possibility. We entertain possibility. There was a quote I read somewhere, I can't remember who said it, but they said, when Heavenly Father gives you a directive, you better believe that you will not know the how, that it will be something you definitely don't know how to do yet. Like, because it's from Heavenly Father. It's so far beyond us, right? I think about when God told Nephi to build a boat. It was a directive from Heavenly Father. So, of course, it was something Nephi had no idea how to do right? So when you feel directed and you feel so inadequate, you're right on track because it's a directive from Heavenly Father. Of course, you don't know how to do it yet. 
You are completely adequate. You just don't know the how. So feeling worthy, knowing your capacity to be like God allows you to entertain possibility, to entertain revelation, to act on revelation. It's so incredible. Okay, you guys? And that final part we talked about, deciding on purpose what you want to think about you and trying it on. You guys, be willing to decide on purpose what you want to think about you. Is it I'm amazing and they're amazing? Right? Is it like my worth is set and so I don't need to do more to be more? Is it I'm not wonderful, it just feels good to be me? Like what can you get to today? What thought can you believe today? Is it just simply I am a daughter of God? Is it simply I have a body? I have a brain? Like what thought can you get to today? And we try it on by saying, how do I feel when I think that? Does it make me feel hopeful? Does it make me feel overwhelmed? We want to try on thoughts and find a thought that helps us feel the way we need to feel to take action in our lives. You guys, if I say anything on here and you're like, no girl, that's not doctrine. Or you're like, girl, mm-mm, I don't like that. You guys can just ignore it. Everything I offer to you is just a mental construct. They're just thoughts, right? But I hope that something in here resonates for you and you try them on and you see how they change the way you feel and therefore the way you show up in your life and the results you're getting, right? I am so, so glad to have been able to give you guys this wonderful um, talk from Salt. And I want to leave you with these questions that you guys can do on your own. If you believed you were significant and you felt worthy, what would you do differently? Okay. What would you do differently in your marriage? Where would you be willing to fail What would you do with your ideas and talents and promptings or revelations, right? How would it affect your decision-making? Maybe you have a decision on the horizon for yourself. How would you make that decision if you knew you were already worthy and all the rest is gravy, right? And because I want you guys to enjoy trying on thoughts, I have created a really cute printable and has some of my favorite thoughts, but it's called 50 Thoughts Happy Moms Think. And I think if you will try on some of these thoughts, you will find so much relief from sorrow and you'll find so much joy and you'll find so much um, freedom from pressure to be more and do more and be busier and spend more time with your kids. And you guys, you know what comes with happiness? All the good things. If you can feel happy first, then you will have more time for your kids. (laughs) If you can feel happy first before you have the growing business, you will end up creating an amazing business. It's just how it works. So try on the, print this out, you guys, please. I, I urge you to print it out. Try on some of these thoughts and see if you can create some happiness ahead of time, some worth ahead of time before you do all the things. 
All right, you guys, it was so neat being here with you today. I can't wait to speak with you next week. Talk to you later. If you have questions about anything you've learned here on the podcast or want help with something going on in your own life, hop on a free coaching call with me. In just 30 minutes, you'll have real tools for your unique situation. Go to limitlessfemalecoaching.com forward slash work with me, or you can find a link in the show notes below. Spots are limited, so grab one before you miss it.